Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Yes, sir. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? This is the California Penal League podcast, and I regret to inform you that I, at least, am officially putting the stamp of stink on the Cleveland Guardians. This, this team bites. And... Uh, I have some thoughts on how I would go about making some initial fixes right off the bat, but holy cow, do the Cleveland Guardians stink right now. And it's borderline unwatchable, given that this is the worst offensive team in baseball by a wide margin and just got their asses handed to them by the second worst offensive team in baseball in the Detroit Tigers. So uh, that's where things are at. On this Monday evening when we record. Um, that's my thoughts. I would like to get your guys' thoughts here. And I have plenty of thoughts on what to do with the offense and where my head's at uh, in terms of some guys struggling and what to do about it. Um, and, I, and I'll get into those here in a second. But I, I assume you guys are on the same page as me at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think this all really goes back to the name change. Um, I think that's probably. Oh no! <laughs> All our problems started, guys. Oh no! Yeah, man, this this team is like they're so unfun to watch. It is just, it, it's so difficult watching them bat. Like I, I, I have no hope for them offensively at all. Um, and I'm just getting like really frustrated with the lineups that are being tried out there every day with the. Uh, with the Rosario batting second, it's just like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, I, I don't understand. Like I thought, I thought we were all aligned with the Ramirez extension, the Menez extension. Um, I thought we were all aligned that we wanted to win the division this year. We're only three games back. This division is utterly trash. I, the winner of the division might win 85 games this year. And if it's not us, that is just like a major indictment on this team. And um, I know we're going to get into a bunch of topics, but yeah, the, the, the byline unwatchable. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with the offense. Said no one. <laughs> um, no, you guys have nailed it. Like it's you, you pray, you pray that they can like score scrape together like three hits over the course of an inning to like maybe muster like two runs. Cause it ain't going to be a three run home run. Like let's, let, let's like throw that notion out the book. Cause the only guy who's got any semblance of power or guys, I should say are Jose bell and Naylor and bell and Naylor are still kind of trying to get out of that early season funk. Um, I have some really telling stats on Mike Zanino. Uh, that I don't want to like make you too depressed on, but uh, it's 
due time that my boy, and I think quickly becoming all of our boy, Brian Rocchio, come up, kick Ahmed Rosario to the curb, and yeah, and I'm going to take this up further because I said Mike Zanino and I skipped over to shortstop like a terrible transition. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Naylor gets to Bo come Naylor. up too. Yeah, I was like, oh, your boy Bo. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no. Yeah. That's, Bo that's definitely what I Bo thought knows. you were going with. Yeah, no, well, it was a terrible transition. I apologize. No, it's, well, no, it's it's okay. It's okay because I'm, those, I'm those are two. Upset. Well, here's the thing is like right now it's it's a near impossibility to improve the team from outside the organization. That that that's like an, a near me, impossibility trying. at the, this early. I'm calling um, GMs and they're not picking up. I'm like, if you guys want a bag of balls and and Gabriel Arias and Zach Plesac, I'll give them to you. I'll drive them over. <laughs> right. And that yeah. is, it's, and that's it's like a <laughs> that's where I wish it was more of the uh, NBA or NFL model where it's just like hey, it's, contracts. It's, it's week two. You, you just we, let's, let's upgrade. Who cares? Like Fuck let's it. not wait yeah. till June. <laughs> like right. I, I hate that you're gonna wait. Like, why are you gonna wait? Just well, get an outfit. Like, you, your well, outfielder's right fielder fucking sucks. Like it's a void. Like, yeah. It's a void. Get a right fielder. It's a well, giant void. Thing. In right field. It is a giant void. And I honestly, my, well, my thinking from the last episode still holds is that I'd be getting on the phone with the Rockies and saying, like, give us Charlie Blackman right now um, to, to hold down the fort yes. in right field. That would be my. You could, and, and you could probably pencil him in to be a more, are, at least this year or next. I mean, I think he's a free yes. agent. Didn't we look that up? And he's, he's a free, a free agent. agent. He's a free but agent after sign this him. year. But he's a right fielder now in his career. Yeah. Like this is, right. he's a freaking right fielder. But anyway, um, the thing that's more baffling to me, and I understand. Look, I get the notion that baseball is an incredibly long season. You're 35 games into it. You can't necessarily make every assumption right off the rip. But there are certain things that can be gleaned from this that you could say it's time to make certain moves and. The thing that is a little bit promising is that there are things the Guardians can and will do very quickly here, and very soon, I would hope, that will, I think, put them on a better path for the rest of the year. Like, right now, I would say Ahmed Rosario is in, like, extreme danger of being, like, DFA'd, because you've got Brian Rocchio tearing the hell out of AAA and has nothing left to prove, and you cannot tell me that there isn't a that a better world where Brian Rocchio and Tyler Freeman and Gabriel Arias duke it out at the major league level for who's playing shortstop. It, you can't tell me that's any worse than what's happening right now. But, but um, Francona said there's no one in AAA who's going to come up and save us. And well, then we immediately brought people up the next <laughs> Exactly. Day. I think he has to. But the, the thing with Francona is... He's playing the company you, you, line. I get it. He always has to do that. You he cannot expect... I, the thing that drives me nuts is fans who take what he says like at face value all the time where he's like, you got to fire him. Cause he said that like, he's so right. lost. Yeah. It's like, trust me, he can't go out there and be like, fuck a med Rosario. Well, we got to play. Him. Okay. As mad as I am that he keeps batting him second. The positive of that is if he turns things around, then great. He turns things around and that's just what we want. But by batting him second, you're very much highlighting how shitty he is right now to make it really easy to then That's get Rokio. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. 
Like, and that's that possibly <laughs> too. That's a possibility too to say like, look, we gave the guy every chance we could. It's May. It's going to be the middle of May, and he's hit. He's got a fifty-five uh, fifty-five OPS plus. Um, it, it like I know he's your boy, Jose Ramirez, but like, I, sorry, <laughs> like it's the time has come. He's we need tw- guys he's, with OPS OPS pluses of nothing less than eighty-five. Also, what's not, Jose going to do? What's Jose going to do? <laughs> you signed for seven yeah, years. You fool. yeah, you're here forever. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, and also, uh, he wasn't going to be here on next year anyway. Like I know no. I've been on the, pa- I know I've been on the path of of before this extending season, him. even saying like, hey, we should maybe think about extending him. But like, hey, the and that made a ton dude, of sense. You convinced me. You convinced me that was a good idea. And then I, I did all the goodwill, and, all the goodwill went out the gone. window. Not yes. with you, not with you, but but with Rosario out the window. This these first six weeks of the season. Can't, yeah, it's like, dude, I, I, you had every chance to prove that you actually did deserve maybe another year to like lock down the spot, but like, it's done. I'm over it. Brian Rocchio's here. He's the truth, and it's time to just move on. So, um, that's a move that they're going to make. The same, and I know you've got your I'm telling excited. stats on Zunino, so I'll let you go into the the catcher situation. But like, that's one move right now where I'm like, they're going to make that move quick, and and that could certainly help but like the funny thing is like oh man well like great we could bat him uh jimenez second you mean him and his 218 batting average and 295 obp great or it's like miles straw is hitting 248 all of a sudden and it's yeah. just like god man like nobody's hitting so it makes it really difficult to say rokio you put rokio back you know, in second dude you know you could screw it because you know it would be a really interesting lineup is if like you had Rokio just batting second, and then like the bottom of the order was just some mix of like Brennan some days, Arias, and Tyler Freeman, and it was just like let them figure it out because yeah, you're gonna not- have to, because how much worse could it be? How much worse could it be? Well, the thing is though, and here actually, you know you, what? If you <clears throat> if you want to get really weird, Rokio, sorry, uh, I was just gonna say real quick, if yeah. you bring up Rokio and he's six like moderately successful like not you know if he's betting you know 250 260 just doing his thing you bring up Naylor or somehow Zunino turns things around I find that very unlikely and his defense is putrid then when you get to the trade deadline you really only have one glaring need and that's right field and then you can just get a masher for right field like mm-hmm. you're because you're set pretty much everywhere else the thing is, right now, you can't really do that because then it's like, what if we give up all of our capital to get a right fielder, but then Rokio doesn't work out or there's an injury? And then it's like, oh, shit, like we we don't know where we need to like use our capital. Granted, I would have loved us to use it for Reynolds, but that, that ship has probably sailed. No, well, that ship has certainly sailed. Yeah. Now that he's uh, signed that extension. Yeah, that unfortunately is a, a ship that has gone down for the guardians, but there's a couple um, guys in, in, in St. Louis that I've turned my attention to, uh, but you keep trying to get me on St. Louis, but I don't but, know, man. Well, let <laughs> me, let me, let me just rattle off a few names. Let me, if I can bring them up. Um, I was going to throw something completely crazy out there, but it doesn't make any sense, but I was going to say, you could even, 
if you needed to, and say like a situation against a left-handed pitcher where you want Josh Naylor's bat nowhere to be found, you could even DH have Tyler Freeman be your DH. Mm-hmm. There's no power in that, but at least a dude can hit. Yeah, there. There's no. You've got two. They keep, and I know because he's 23. It's like okay, I get it. And he's defensively like a wizard at short. And they're like, we got to get Arias more at bats. It's like, do you? Because uh, he hasn't done shit to make me think yeah. he deserves it. And it's I mean, like, well, I don't he hasn't really he's, played I don't a care, lot. I don't care if he's the next. 10 gold glove, you know, he wins the next 10 gold gloves. If the dude's going to hit two eight or 180 all season, 280, my goodness. If the dude's going to hit 180 all season, no thank you. You I, have I, to provide something. Anything. And he, other than that, um, like, you look at his defense from the other day where he had that, like, double play uh, turn with Jimenez, yeah. um, where you're like, oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> like, like that's why they want him there. But then, but then, like, well, actually, he's a right fielder now, and it's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking well, about? I, I said this. I said this to an, uh, another group, and I said, isn't it funny that Gabriel Aris has been moved around the diamond in an effort to try to get him more at bats, but not a Rosario, not even Rosario. But my point being with with Arias is he's been moved around the diamond to get more at bats, and yet he has not produced. He still yes. hasn't produced. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. Like, the at-bats are not good. So can Tyler Freeman get a chance, please? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't I'm not saying he's going to be, I'm not saying Tyler Freeman's the truth. And I'm not saying that even, I like Brian Rocchio and I think I just called him the truth, but like, it's like, what? I, I don't really know what the thought process is there where it's like suddenly Gabriel Arias, you, you think he's like this savior. And it's really bizarre to me that you are, you know, I, I know you're trying to get him the, the the truest look. And maybe this is what you were saying, Fabs, where it's like, look, we're going to give him the look. So that way we can definitively tell everybody he's a bust. Um, right. And and maybe he can try and stick on as your 26th man and, and provide the defensive. Uh, and uh, you all know, in that process, value. they're going to torpedo any trade value. But you know what? The trade value at this point is like, I don't even give a shit. Because the other thing is like, Brian Rocchio, by all accounts, isn't he like fantastic defensively as well? Yeah. He's not so as like, good as Gabriel Arias, but he's like, he's better than, he's but, from every, every comp that I've just, heard is Lindor. Okay. And they're I'll like, I'll take that. Like, Does he stay awake though? I think well, I think he can. Yeah, we'll give we'll make sure he's got some coffee in his locker. I mean, guess what? Like, even if he has a little bit of struggles defensively, like one Ahmed Rosario has plenty of struggles defensively. But you can also move Jimenez to shortstop. Yeah, and he can play second because Jimenez's natural position is shortstop. Yeah, dude was making he's plays in the WBC where you're like, yeah. oh snap, we are yeah. wasting him I at mean, second. Jimenez, like, I'm less worried about his struggles because he's had some cold streaks in the past and, like, gets it sorted out. But at least he does a bunch of stuff defensively where I'm like, at least one side of the ball, you're providing extreme value right now yeah. yes, where we're right. just struggling immensely. Right. 
yeah, it makes it really hard when you watch like Rosario. He doesn't even boot balls, but he'll just like throw it like late or up the line. He, yeah. Or it's just he, like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like he, he does a lot is, of goofy stuff. It's impossible to justify. It's getting impossible to justify the existence of him on this team. It's like turning yeah. into <laughs> it's turning into like the Fran Mil Reyes situation where you're just like, this dude cannot be here anymore because it makes no sense and it's dragging down the team. Well, hey, hey, let's let's put our collective minds together and hope for that. It worked with Zach Plesak. It did, yeah. Oh, we, did, say, we did manifest I mean, that. We did the manifest perfect that. encapsulation of like what Rosario is happened tonight. The bases were were loaded. Cabrera, uh, Miguel Cabrera came up to bat. There were two outs, and Rosario made a great like you know backhanded uh, grab, but the ball the ball did wasn't a trickle. It came at like a good speed, and it's Cabrera who's like forty years old and not fast at all. And he rushes to throw, and thankfully Fry comes off the bag, catches it, and then just like tags Cabrera, who's still ten feet from the bag. <laughs> he he could have he almost sailed the ball past him when he's just like anybody not aware else of running the situation. Safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Anybody else he running is safe, so but you're just not aware of the situation at all to like plant your feet and throw when you have a chance to. I understand if you have you know like Miles Straw running up the line, but like you didn't. No, no, it's, it's Miguel Cabrera, who is slower than offensive linemen in the NFL. He's so slow. Right. Like, it's painful to watch him. Um, but quickly, the names that I was going to throw out um, from St. Louis, I don't, I'll go in order of what I would think would be realistic. Starting with Tyler O'Neill. That is realistic, actually, because they He's, want him out of there. They want him out of there. He's been struggling, but I think he'd be an upgrade for us. Um, then I'm going to go with, I think, Dylan Carlson, mm-hmm. who had a nice breakout season last year as a rookie, and follow that lastly by Alec Burleson. Any one of those three guys is an upgrade of what we have currently in right field. That is not a slight to Will Brennan. I like Dude. Will Brennan a lot. I think he's a great fourth outfielder. Yeah. And I know we had this conversation last year, last offseason, with yeah. Oscar Mercado. But I honestly <laughs> think Will Brennan yeah. is the quintessential fourth outfielder that you want on any team. Yeah. And right. let him start three, four games a week. Just circle them through the outfield, but we need another. We need another bat in the outfield, dude. Would I be like? And it could be a guy who hits two fifty, but has twenty five. Like that's what we were saying before we jumped on and started recording. Give me a guy who hits two twenty five. Who hits twenty five to thirty home runs? I don't so care this if he's like, two forty, two fifty. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I actually don't know how you there is a way you could do this, but I don't think this is the way anybody would expect or want it. If you're still if you're on the Cardinals, they suck. I'm just They're throwing the them out. There. I'm just throwing them well, out there because they are dead in the water right now. They well, want- you know who's you know who's on that team with it with a contract through next year who's 35 years old 
who's a big bat. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. And you could conceivably, and now you'd be, you'd have two left guys, you'd have two lefties in Naylor and Brennan, but you could say like, F it. We're going to go Paul Goldschmidt at first base, but with him DHing slash there being this crazy triumvirate of like Goldschmidt, Naylor and Bell playing first in DH. And then Naylor could like occasionally shift into right field if they were, if they were comfortable enough with it. Because here's the other thing. It's like, here's the other thing. I like Josh Naylor. He's also hitting 202. So yeah. it's not like, it's not like, and he can't hit lefties. So it's no. like, it's not like he's, he cannot earning, hit lefties at all. It's not like he's earning all this playing time at the moment. So it's like, if you really wanted to, you could say, F this, we're going to get a guy who has no utility to the Cardinals because he's 35 and they suck. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's a vet who could add all that value and presence to the middle of the lineup and that experience. And if you wanted to just swing for the fences and just say, look, for two years, we're going to try and go for it. And, you know, these young guys are kind of, we're still the youngest team in baseball and that there's going to be growing pains, but they could certainly learn from a guy like Goldschmidt and they could, they could learn with a little more adversity and say, look, you, you, you'll get another chance here, but like right now you're not doing anything. So we're going to bring in like, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. I'm looking for moves. It's not a terrible idea. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm, I'm just pulling up, up his numbers and Ooh, three twenty one with seven home runs. 2409 OBP, baby. He's just a baller. He won the MVP last year. Like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. Right? It's just like, it, it's like, well, Naylor's your first baseman. It's like, well, really? I mean, like, what's he doing? That's Says so who? great. Says who? Right. Where's that carved into stone? Right. He's got to also, like, Naylor can go play. He can go play right field. I don't care if you're bad. You, you like whatever. Just he right before it out. the inch before the injury, he was a serviceable right fielder. Yeah. Now I wouldn't say everyday right fielder, but he was a serviceable platoon right fielder. And you know, I a sixty-one OPS plus doesn't earn you anything. It doesn't doesn't mean anything for your place on the team. Everybody's aside from like I would say. Jose Ramirez and Quan and like Josh Bell because he signed his ass Jimenez. or in Jimenez. Sorry. Um, Jimenez, Quan and Ramirez. I, I mean, and maybe Bell cause we signed him and like, he's doing okay. I, n- nobody's really safe. So, and the other guy too, the other guy too, that I'd start looking at as the Cubs probably start to fall out of it's Cody Bellinger. To say, yeah, but that's only like a one-year deal. Um, but whatever, maybe that's fine. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, Honestly, you know who I would now. You know who I would like from the Cubs is Ian Happ. Oh, we've talked about him. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take so, him in a heartbeat. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. There's lots of like things out there that they could do that I think would improve them. They've got to stay in it though. And well, you know, into the overarching think- point. There's things they can do internally. 
It might cost you somebody on the 40-man roster, and that's about all. Oh, well. (laughs) There's... There is dead weight on that 40 They have to be willing to, yeah, they have to be willing to be flexible and, and, you know, oh, there's hardly any prospects in this organization that should be untouchable. Like, it it just, are we trying to win a championship or not? I, 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 I really do question what we're doing sometimes where we can actively get better. And, you know, like, if we get to June and, Rosario hasn't improved and he's still on the, like he's still starting and still in the two hole. Like that's like, we riot, we riot. That, that's like, that would be insanity to me. I actually, I, I'll give the team the benefit of the doubt here. And I don't think that would necessarily be the case. I would be shocked if that, if that happened, I, I think they're, they're smart. They're smart. I don't think they anticipated this type of start and that's tough. Because now you're kind of reeling a little bit, um, but look, they they pretty quickly. Well, I wouldn't. I think it was like August, but they like the writing on the was on the wall with Fran Mill Reyes, and they dumped him and um, Oscar Gonzalez. They dumped. They gave him a few at bats, and were like, "Oh, forget this," and they and they sent him down. So I mean, I think they are fairly aggressive. But I will say this. I will say this. Like over the last year, and now part of this is due to the way that all these prospects are coming up too. They have to be aggressive in some of these moves. They can't sit and wait around for a Fran Mill, an Oscar Gonzalez to kind of figure it out for a year. Oscar Gonzalez might be a bad example because there's, you know, no real outfield prospects coming up, but still they have, they have guys that they need to get major league at bats and they'll get creative as we've discovered with Arias playing, you know, every position imaginable uh, outside of pitcher and catcher. Yeah, right. Um, well, speaking of catcher, what are your fun stats on Zunino that make us make everybody feel even more depressed? He sucks. <laughs> That's it. He's the worst. I said that. I said he's less useful than uh, Triskewit Mesmer, the hot dog loving catcher from Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I was wondering. I was like, "What deep cut is that? Deep dive. That's a deep dive. Who is that?" Um, no, but, but all, in all serious, Zanino has been, and I know we were talking about this prior to, to recording. The defense is atrocious. It is God awful. I have no numbers to back it up. Fabs looked up some of the framing numbers last week and it kind of solidified that. But I have, the defense is so bad with Mike Zanino that I think pitchers are worried when they go out there, when he's catching them. And I think that's playing a part. And offensively, it's not much better. In his last 16 starts, he's 6 for 50. That's a 120 average. He's also striking out about 50. He's striking out literally 50% of the time. No. No, no, no. 
it's closer in those last 16 games. It's just a hair under 60% of the time. (laughs) He has 29 strikeouts in these 50 at bats. Yeah, that shoulder's not coming back. To seven walks, too, by the way. He does have two doubles and a home run in that stretch with three RBIs. Yeah, he's got the what? One, two. He's he's got the third highest OPS plus. Still, that's sick. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a- done with him. I'm just done with him overall because he's a liability behind the plate. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind that he's cost us at least three games defensively. Hmm. Well, it's another more. one. That's another one where you like look at it and you say, like catch, catching is a different type of position. It's a different beast. But like, if he was your backup, how how much worse could Bo Naylor be? I mean, truly, it cannot be. You think Bo Naylor can't hit two hundred? I mean, maybe, maybe. But like, I I think I'll roll the dice and see. Yeah, I'll roll the dice on him hitting like 160 or higher and just being much better at throwing people out and being good at defense behind the plate. Like, I'm I'm absolutely fine doing that. Like, being yes, league be average, being league average defensively would be an upgrade. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, I just pulled something. I just pulled up something that <clears throat> I know we haven't talked about it. But it's. Uh, I think it's. It's worth noting. Between the two guys that we're really kind of putting on trial right now, uh, Ahmed Rosario and Mike Zanino, that's fourteen million dollars worth of salary we have between the two. Just under fourteen, I should say. 13. You know what's funny? What's funny too is <laughs> they're two of the older guys on the roster. Yeah. At yeah. Zunino's 32 and Ahmed Rosario's 27. And if you went with, like, <laughs> if you were to move on from them this year, you'd immediately, like, all, you'd become the youngest team in ba- You'd, like, guarantee that you're the youngest team in baseball again next year. Oh, yeah. Like, we'd probably be, we'd probably be younger than, like, at least, like, a double A team. There's probably it's one double A team that would be older than us. That that is one thing I try to keep in mind sometimes when I try to keep it in perspective. And I I understand it's a little different. It's like this team really could contend, but but again, I think that's why like I gravitate towards like looking at veteran guys that they could pick up. You know, I like you know the more I think about that that Goldschmidt idea, there's there's really no harm in that. Why not? Please do it. He's Why still the hell producing? Not? Dude, tomorrow, I don't care who you take from the farm system. Give me him. Um, give me Cody Bellinger. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then Rokio can come up. And, like, I guarantee you we're, we'll go on a – like, we will win the division. You by win the, you'd win the division. If you, if you like, just went Daniel for Espino, it. Zach Plesak, Ahmad I, Rosario. And Gabriel Arias and Mike Zanino. 
Seriously, you could get you could trade all the Cardinals. Yeah, you just do a five for two swap. Like who cares? Literally, none of those guys are going to be on this. That's the thing that's annoying. It's like none of those guys. If that could get the deal done, none of those guys are going to be on this team in three years. Well, so you know what? what It's it's really against the the mo of the franchise. But I um, I I had to take a moment earlier this week. Um. I thought we had made the deal with the Rays, but it was actually the White Sox. Remember when we had Cesar Hernandez and we traded him? Oh my God, yes. For for Pilkington, mm-hmm. who's now been DFA'd and we traded for cash. That's what those moves can do. They can get you a lottery ticket type guy from Double A. Mm-hmm. Maybe he pans out to be something. Maybe he's not anything. Right. I ruled a dice well, with something like that too. Well, they're they're currently getting burned on that the other way in that deal that they made with the Rays, where they sent them uh, Junior Caminero. Oh yeah, because he's that like one hurt. Te- tearing it up. But like, but again, also he's only in like high A. <laughs> so yeah. who really knows? high A, high A, and he doesn't seem to have like. I mean, he's got some pop for high A, but like, what's it going to look like when he comes up to the big leagues? You know and. You, but that's like the thing is like if you're in like look at like the, the team I like to go back to is uh, the Nationals from like 2019 um, they were when they and I know that they like completely have gone into oblivion because they had to trade everybody but like they were in 2019 the oldest team in baseball and they mm-hmm. had um, let me just look it up here. I should have had this ready to go, but let me just look at this roster. So they were the oldest team in baseball. They won 93 games and they, and they won the world series. As we all know, they're some of the names that they had on this roster of, uh, guys were, was like, they had Brian Dozer who was 32. They had, uh, Adam Eaton who was 30 at the time. They had Howie Kendrick who was 35 years old that year and hit 344. In 334 Jesus. bats, they had Ryan Zimmerman, Gerardo Parra, or Gerardo Parra, Gerardo Parra, Kurt K- Kazuki, Asdrubal Cabrera, all dudes over 30 years old. Gerardo Parra hit 250, um, Zimmerman hit 257, Asdrubal 323 that year. Um, so if I hear if I hear what you're saying correctly, we're gonna win the World Series. In 2027. What I'm saying is, yes, that, but also like <laughs> if you just add in like and then sprinkled in, there was like a 20 year old Juan Soto and a 26 year old. Yeah, Trey Turner. Yeah. And it's like if you just like they can very easily go out and get like a Paul Goldschmidt this year or. Um, well, and that's a Charlie Black. That was part of why I like the know. Josh Bell signing so much. Was it was a low risk. You know, and I, I'll admit it, the Mike Zanino signing grew on me too. Especially as we were going through um, spring training. Initially, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, if he rebounds, awesome. And I guess maybe that's why I'm also frustrated is, like Fabs just said, Zanino's not here next year. Ahmed's not here next year. We can walk away from those guys. And part of the reason I like those deals is because they were such small commitments in the grand scheme of things. 
Right. There's no harm saying we messed up. Well, that's that. Yeah. Tons of teams do that where they bring in like that. that those are lottery tickets in another way where yeah. it's like, let's bring in like a few 34 year olds and just see who sticks around. You know, I mean, and occasionally you'll get like, I don't think Mike Napoli was that old, but like, you'll get like a Mike Napoli season, you know, uh, he was pushing 30. I thought, I thought he was like 29 or 30. So, you know, but, but no, yeah, you're hundred percent right. I mean, everybody's, everybody's favorite home run hitter. Rajay Davis was in his thirties. Yeah. And I think they'll get there. I think they just knew, I mean, you know, I think they knew they had a young team still. And I think that, they did the right things still into the in the going into the season, but and I and I actually do think that they'll do the right things coming up. I think it's just like yeah. one of those things where it's like they're gonna pull the trigger. It's just it's just very frustrating when you're sitting three games back and there's been a number of ball games where and I know I've said this before. You know you're gonna win some that you you're not supposed to win. You're gonna lose some that you're supposed to win. In the end, it all evens out. Right now, it seems like we've been on the short end of that stick right now. Yeah, we have. Yeah, but then then you but then you look at like that twin series where it was like holy god, they won they won that series and I think they scored like what was the Saturday game like 4 to 3. I think so Something they like scored that, six yeah. runs in two games and won them both. <laughs> and it was like okay, you know. So um god. Yeah. Well, it's 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 just hard to watch. Like yeah. when it's that hard to watch that's when you get a little antsy and you're like, okay, like clearly something's not working here. This team, it just doesn't have the, the juice, you know? Well, Fabs, do you want to, you had some interesting figures too. Yeah. So here's, here's my, and I was just looking up like just a list of people, uh, Gio Ursula. Um, oh God, I wish I remembered any of the other names. Um, Andy Diaz. Yeah. Thank you. Yandy was on that list of just this troubling trend like we can all you know the thing we do well we we get pitchers we increase their velocity uh we're a pitching factory it's amazing it's kind of the antithesis of what happened in the 90s where we were we were a hitting factory and i'd really love for us to just kind of be have both of those factories open at the same time um but uh in terms of developing like power hitters um, so I kind of I just wanted to look at the last several years, um, and this is where, a, a place where we're really struggling. So in 2022, we had one hitter who hit over 25 home runs, who was an internal like he grew grew within the the farm system, and one who hit over 20. So that's uh, Naylor and Jose. In 2021, we had well Naylor was an external. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Naylor's external. 2021, we had uh, two who hit over 30, but none that hit 20. One internal, one, uh, one external. 2019, two 30 home run hitters, both internal Jose and Lindor, um, and uh, two 20 home run hitters. Um, and that was when Santana was mashing for us, too. Um, but so the, the thing that's happening here is, though, we were talking about it earlier. So you can have, like, I, I wish we had a roster that was more two guys that were 220, 230 hitters, 
but they were going to knock the cover off the ball, 30 home runs. Then you have your one like steady Eddie who can maybe get you over 30 with Jose, but he's going to give you a little bit of everything. And then the rest of your lineup is largely like high contact, hot, smart, extending uh, plate appearances, utilizing a lot of pitches. The, the point is we have not done a good job of developing multiple hitters, especially power hitters. And when we do get guys that we trade for, they tend to struggle with us like pretty much immediately. Franmo had one good year, and he was one of those 30 home run guys. That 19 season. But then he struggled immediately after that. We, we, we are so bad at developing hitters. It is just, it is so weird that, that we have this giant blind spot. And, you know, we haven't really, we have one or two guys, I, uh, Santana, Jose Lindor, the last like 15 years that we can claim as like power bats that we we, we truly developed. Um, and it's just like, I, I, so that leads me uh, to my larger point with our prospects. I have no faith that John Kinsey Noel and George Valera are going to be anything in terms of hitting. They might be once they leave our system, but like, I just don't have faith that they're going to do anything at the major league level with us. I hope I'm wrong. I would love if they are the next, you know, Bell and Ramirez that just come along. It's like, oh, damn, like we have we have some dudes who can jack home runs now. This is incredible. But just our track record for the last 15 years doesn't lead me to believe that at all. Um, so I think trade them. Get a very highly regarded, get a, a, you don't even need to trade those guys to get a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. Like we can, we can get a dude who won the MVP a year ago for pennies on the dollar. And I say do that. I I am I, I maybe keep one of them and and if you can keep them and then get a Goldschmidt, like that's amazing. That's the best of both worlds. But I just don't have faith, unfortunately, that we're gonna have any power hitters anytime soon. Because those are the two we we we've been hearing about for the last like three years. But they both have massive flaws in their game and and so like I don't know. I, I just I'm all about getting rid of our prospects at this point. Well, they're prospects for a reason. And until they do anything, they still are prospects. Good or bad. You know, do something good or bad. Uh, the more I've looked into... The more I've looked at both of their games, I, I do have more concerns. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't... I'm a little... I mean, not. it's not fair to Valera necessarily this year because he's... Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's hurt been, he's, 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 he, hurt, he got hurt, yeah. But um, it like, it does like, I, I do get, when I look at guys who strike out like 30% of the time in the minors, that gives me pause. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're striking out that much against those pitchers, no offense to, to those players, but many of them don't have long careers in the major leagues. Just simple fact. Or if you're like struggling against stuff. that talent, I, I don't, I don't have much hope for you. You know, at some point, you are who you are, as as far as a as a player goes. You know, yeah, you can hit the four hundred, you know, fifty foot tape measure home runs, but if you're striking out forty percent of the time, how much good are you truly doing for the team? Right, it, it it it's but it is concerning. But at the same time, you know, it's like 
would you, it's like, think of it this way. And I want to get into the pitching here. Um, with like the last 20 minutes we've got here, but like, like think of it this way. It's like, let's just say for the sake of argument, you could, you could walk in, you could walk out of this season at this, like even before this trade line trade deadline, let's say you can walk out with Ian Happ and Paul Goldschmidt over the course of like the next two years. You're telling me, and maybe, maybe it takes trading a Valero or a Noel. Sign me it's up. like you're you're telling me you wouldn't take that for two years to just roll the dice and say like, f it, let's try. Sign me up. Yes. I, I would if as long as I'm not giving up both. I would like to try to keep one around and pray that they 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 you ch- maybe you choose are, wisely. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I but, but you 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 would yeah. do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I mean, we'll have the draft coming up here soon too. We're we're what uh, about a month and a half away. Um, you know what I'd love to see him do? And you threw out some names, Steve. A couple college. Um, yeah, I had a couple guys that I college I was corner at. corner type dudes. You know, corner mm-hmm. and first base. I would love. And I don't know why they don't do this. I understand it's that it's their philosophy to go more international signings for the position players. But there's some bats, especially in this draft, that all these scouts in in the mid-20s where the Guardians will be drafting, there's a lot of guys who are bat-to-ball type dudes who a lot of scouts think could develop some pop. And I'm not asking for much. I'm, not, I'm give me Give me a, a corner outfielder or first baseman type who hits me 265 with 20 to 25 home run power. And let's fast track to that type of prospect. Let's get him in at the, at the draft and let's get his butt into Lake County. Right. I don't know if that exists out there, but from what I've been reading on this draft, there's a handful of bats who theoretically could fit that mold. But th- that's a topic we can cover later. Well, it's not like I'm just it's not the worst thing to to maybe one year roll the dice on that. Two. And if, if you're going to do like it do it guy, this year. Do it this year. Falls show you. me yeah. show me the outfielders in the system that we're like, "Ooh, can't take playing time away from him. He's right. too valuable." You know, can't take playing time away from that first baseman. He's too valuable. There's, I, it's a very short list. Mm. It's a very, very short list. The only outfielder that comes to mind outside of, I mean, John Kenzie, I'm going to probably more classify as a first baseman DH type, but outside of Valara, the only outfielder that I've been, that I'm aware of, and maybe someone can correct me, is Lamp with the captains. But he's about, more of a Will um, Brennan, Stephen Kwan type. High average. So is so is Petey so Halpin. Yeah, I was looking at his numbers and they they're they're they're, they're not doing it for me, man. Sitting like one sixty, yeah. I thought. He's hitting two. Well, he's hitting two forty in Akron now. So oh, okay. But like maybe I was. I mean, at some, maybe I was looking at it like last week or something. Then. Yeah, he maybe had a good week, but like I mean, yeah, he's not. He's a third round pick, 
And um, he's got a decent on base, but I mean, your third round, you would expect your third round pick to do something. I mean, it would be nice to hit more than nine career homers. (laughs) (laughs) He's another guy who doesn't have any pop. Yep, exactly. It's just like, could it'd be nice to have one prospect that you could say like, and I know it's Valera is technically the one, but it's like, I see a lot of holes in him. And I just, he's got a long swing and I don't see it going well in the majors, but that's just, I mean, that could just be me and I'd love to be proven wrong. I hope you are. I really hope you are. Yeah, me too. And You'll be the first to admit, I know it. You'll be the first to admit I got that one wrong. Yeah. Was I glad? Yeah. 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 I would love it. Yeah. If he's like, if he's like a rookie of the year candidate, it's like, sweet. (laughs) I would love to eat crow. Love it. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, all right. So but the hey, silver hey, lining here. There with all is this. some good news. There yes. is some good news after forty-five minutes of us just pissing and moaning. Yep, there is some good news. Um, and if you, well, let me back up. Rem- outside of today's game against um, the Tigers, the the first game of the series, uh, starting pitching pitching going dating back to the uh, 26th of April, that last game against the Rockies, has been quite exceptional. They've really seemed to solidify um, the rotation. Now, um, it's going to get muddy um, when McKenzie and Savali come back. Uh, Yeah. But in the last 10 games, again, excluding tonight's game, the Guardians are 5-5. and Um, the ERA of the starting pitchers is 295. Ooh, I like that. The whip is below one. It's at 0.98. Now, our favorite whipping boy in the pitching rotation, who's no longer on the the team, (laughs) Zach Plesek, he did make a start in that stretch. And it was an outlier. Because if you remove his start, which I know you can't, but if you're going to exclude that out of the other 10 starts, every pitcher went at least five innings and allowed two or fewer runs. Let me repeat that. God, Plesek is such ass, man. Plesek went three and one-third innings <laughs> and gave up five earned runs in a loss to the Red Sox. If you take his start out, you're now talking about a nine-game stretch where the starting rotation had a 2.32 ERA, a 4.09 strikeout-to-walk ratio, almost seven strikeouts per nine innings, and a whip of .88. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because I know it's still very early. We have three rookies in that rotation right now. Yeah. And Peyton yep. Battenfield, Tanner Bybee, and Logan T. Allen. And I can make the argument that all three belong in the starting rotation. Yeah, I think the way that I see it. I don't think all three will be, but I can make the argument. Yeah, I mean, the first thing they'll do, and I, and I totally get like, I could. I get the notion of being like, let's just figure it out one guy at a time. So Mackenzie's coming back soon. 
next couple weeks, that will push Peyton Batting Battenfield to the bullpen. Um, no doubt. Or to Columbus. Like, or to or Columbus. Columbus. It's all I good. I don't necessarily think. Now, now, and I want to say this. This is why I'm saying Columbus and versus the bullpen. We also haven't mentioned, also within the system, is Xavier Curry and Hunter Gaddis. Two guys who were former starting pitchers who are making the transition to the bullpen this year and can kind of be that long guy. Yeah. And I kind of think, or at least my thought is, they could be a, a in-case-of-emergency starter on the yes. big league roster. And, yeah. and a handful of starts for either one of those guys, totally fine with. Piggyback the two yeah. if, they're on the, if they're on the roster at the same time, too. I don't care. I think they're through the, through an order once, twice. Sure. Once you start getting to that third, Cow's last Cow was starting to like make us all anxious. His last two starts have been very. Cow has been phenomenal. The last two starts. So I yeah I think Cow has definitely solidified his place for the time being. He's Obviously pitching deeper. like a, I was gonna say Cow's pitching like a guy who got the memo. Like if I don't pick this up, oh, I'm gonna I, be yeah, in Columbus with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he started seeing what the young guys are doing. He's like, "Oh no, I gotta try now." Okay, let's. But the but the, a number the awesome five? thing, yeah, sign me up. Oh my god, yeah. And the awesome thing with all this though is, I think now, and you, you know, the the young guys are gonna have some outings where the command's not there. Uh, Bybee had that today, yeah. um, but they, I think they all have like this stuff, and I think. Even even with Bybee not doing great today, he only gave up four runs. Like that, you 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 you're still you still should theoretically be in a game when your starting pitcher gives up four runs. Our offense right now, no, that's insurmountable. But the good thing is we have a collection of like once McKenzie's healthy, Savali's healthy. You have a collection of seven guys where I feel pretty good about our odds of winning. On that, like on any given day when they're pitching, and it wasn't like this, you know, three weeks ago before the young guys came up and we had all the injuries. I felt good, literally, on Bieber, and I wasn't feeling super optimistic when when Cal took the mound. I was just kind of like, well, hopefully we get the win when Bieber's pitching because I don't feel good about the rest of these guys. So I think if the offense can figure its stuff out, I do think we are going to be fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the bullpen has sort of started to uh, solidify itself where Classe is thrown a little harder. Henches is back. Um, You know, that does make me feel a little bit better about the bullpen and then the rotation. Yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, I mean, assuming all is the same health wise, it's going to be really interesting when Savali comes back to say, like, what do you do? Like. Um, right. Does Savali to keep him healthy? Do you move Savali to the bullpen? I don't know. He's not really ever been that, so like that's hard to say. But like, um, I sure as hell don't well, know. Unless he implodes, I don't think you can send Bybee back. The only thing about Bybee is that what I've noticed in a couple starts is that he does seem to lose control of that fastball a little bit, and I do yep. wonder if they'll look at that and be like, "Hey, look, buddy, like you're gonna be back, but like." we need to sort that out. So I could actually see Bybee going back down. Yeah, and, and, it's, and that's not any indictment on, I, I would say, on Battenfield, Bybee, or Allen. Not at all. Because 
Here's the other thing, too. I don't think any one of them has pitched more than like 120 innings in a season. That's that, too. Right. So there's going to come a time in July if, let's say, let's say everything, you know, let's see, let's say offense starts clicking. We start winning some series. We, you know, things are going right. Right. And it's a dogfight between us and the twins. You're going to have to sit those guys. You're probably going to skip a start or two. So having seven, eight guys deep right, is a you great thing. It's oh, a hell great yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and he's only pitched twice in Columbus, but Gavin Williams is dominating AAA. Oh, right my now. God. Yeah. He is. Like, yeah. there's it's, a chance that he comes up in August, too, for a spot yeah. starter, too. And that I just mean, makes it all, doesn't that just make it all the more frustrating about the offense right now? And that is, like, I want to just well, scream. Not only <laughs> does it make it, and I was going to kind of, you stole, you stole my thunder. I was, I had a few other things I wanted to kind of touch on too, but screw it. Let's jump to this. That is the frustrating part in all of it is that if you really are going to distill it down, you know, we're, we're, there's, there's two guys on the roster making less than $14 million that are kind of holding us hostage or at least theoretically holding us hostage without bringing, you know, without giving the younger guys playing time that I think it could contribute. And then you, you are having this starting pitching sorting itself out and they're doing, if your starting pitcher gives up two runs, you should be in that game. There's no reason you should be losing those games. Right. And especially Correct. with how the bullpen has been pitching as of late. You should be winning those games. No, not, there's no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question, do you, let's say they bring Williams up. What, do, the young guys are just, Bybee's continuing to be dominant. Yeah. Allen, McKenzie's back in form. Gavin Williams comes up a couple of times. They have, they have some rain, rain out, some weird weather. It's like, let's give Gavin, let's, let's just give him a chance. Sure. He's just missile throwing. You trade Bieber. You're not half. if you're in it. Not if you're in it. Like okay. the only time, the only thing I would say is if they fell out of it completely this year, I would entertain the thought at this deadline, but they'd have to be like grotesquely falling apart. Where it's like it's not happening this year, and it, I guess that'd be pretty bad in the central. I'll take it a step further. My answer is it depends. If I get some kind of just like Julio Rodriguez for right. Shane Bieber yeah. deal proposed, see you, Shane. Would you do it for Juan Soto? No, I wouldn't actually. I would because, need a lot of. I would need a lot of. Because what what's his contract looking like? He is same as Bieber. He is. I mean, he makes a lot, but he has no, two no, no. years. He's only got the two years left. Okay, I can't. I couldn't remember. Two years left. Yeah, I don't think I do that unless it's like, yeah. oh, Juan Soto's coming, and all of a sudden we've tacked on two years at twenty five million. Then yeah, maybe. That, that, yeah. Then maybe, but otherwise no. Okay. I mean, because but I, I would, I wouldn't certainly, I would certainly hear anybody out 
if if any team wanted to if we're if they're under 500 they're going to be getting calls and it would be like um very enticing to see who would be willing to you know see the I, I agree my thing my thing is though like if you have five starting pitchers that are that in the in the scenario I laid out where it's like oh we have a bunch of great arms like this is fine what does Bieber give you though? Like he's awesome. But like, what is he like? How are our odds better to win a World Series? They're not with this offense. Like you, we we don't have the offense to win a World Series. You're not going to win games. You're not going to like have every starting pitcher go seven innings, bullpen be locked down for four weeks straight. You're giving up one or two runs, and then you're squeaking out two or three runs. Like that's not a yeah. recipe to beat any of the top teams in the AL at all. I, th- I think I would also, well, my one. So, yes. So in, in that scenario, we would be left with a lot of twos and threes, which we've said before, that's, that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. The one thing I will say that Bieber does give you is, And I know is you know his some of the the advanced metrics might might beg to differ this, but he's been there. He has that. That's fair. Ace. No, it's it's yeah. His, it's his, 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 he's, he's losing. Yeah, and I like I like that. All. I like that having that peace of mind. Right. Um. Because you only have the guy who like you can even trust, and he only has one start. It's McKenzie. He looked great and unrattled. When he pitched, like he looked awesome. And, and as much as I love McKenzie, he has been battling injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with Savali. I like him too, but he has been battling injuries here lately. And one of the be- your best attributes is availability. And if you're not available, that that yep. that sucks. That's hard. Right. It's hard to to justify that. Um, I think Bybee, I think Williams, I think Allen. Um, there's a couple other guys that we haven't even mentioned either. Um, oh, who's the other lefty right now? He escapes my mind. Shoot, Joey Cantillo. Oh God, oh, yeah, yeah, he's tearing it up as yeah. well. God, uh, there, I mean, I would like to see another guy or two take that next step. Did we get him the Padres? I, yes, that was the Mike Clevenger <laughs> yeah. deal. Oh, you yeah. know he's going to be so good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd like to see him take the next leap. I would like to see another. You know, I'd see like to see maybe oh, one yeah. of these guys we drafted a couple of years back take another take another leap. And I think there will be some guy that come mid July. We're like, oh, we were sleeping on that dude. Like that dude was on no one's radar. And right. look at us now, <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so that I, always okay. that always makes this this hypothetical trade a little bit right. easier to swallow too. I am always I I am yeah. very curious to I would be very very curious to see what trading Shane Bieber would look like with like another full year on his deal to a team. What what they'd be willing to pr- offer for that? That would be utterly compelling <laughs> to me. 
Well, and the one um, thing that we do need to bring up too is, and and I know we're you know we don't want to dive into this probably today, but I sent you guys that list of all the free agents in his class. That was interesting um, when you sent that to us. There were so many is, guys in that class. It is not looking so good for Mr. Bieber mm, to get yeah monetarily getting paid. Like I mean, yep. I have I just pulled it up. Uh, quickly, Walker Bueller, uh, Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole has an opt out. Cueto, Navaldi, um, uh, Max Freed, Domingo Herman, mm-hmm. who's killing us lately. Tyler Glass now. Um, then you go down to. I mean, then you're kind of like down another uh, another rung. Scherzer is in there. Verlander's got a vesting option. I missed those guys. Oh, Brandon Woodruff. Wood, Woodruff. Mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez. Lance Lynn. Kluber. And these are all free agents in 25. Uh, before the 25 season. Following the 24 season, yes. Gotcha. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. After like, 24, yeah. Now, some of the Eric Lau, I mean, some of these guys aren't going to get paid. They're they're just not like they're quality pitchers, but they're not going to get paid at this point in their career. But that's a lot of competition for the money, right? Yeah, and I know. I mean, again, we can spend more time on it in another episode. Ugh. I don't know if I'd want to be going out as a free agent then. Yeah, it would be nice to be locked up and comfortable. Even even two more years. Even if we gave him a say something like twenty seven mil a year for two free agent years plus twenty for next. Talking seventy four million dollars. Right. Over three years. I don't know. Again. Another another topic for another day. Yeah. But the pitching <laughs> the pitching does look good right now. Yes. Yeah. It's um the silver lining, as you said. Uh yes. okay. All right. Um well let's see. Let's let's get to our uh our uh pitch clock question since we've Perfect. since we've uh gone into uh our Gripes and are pissing and moaning, as Chris said, for, for an hour now. We had so. a lot of problem. We had a lot of problems <laughs> with a lot of people, and they heard about it. Yes, they did, and we're going to do it again next week. <laughs> All right, so so I have the pitch clock question. Um, I also have a trivia question for you guys afterward. Oops. Let's see if I have a fun little nugget I read online. Um, all right, uh, here's the question. Who, who wants to go first? I'll read the question first, but who wants to go first? I'll go. I'll go. All right. So. We are getting about 20% into the season. Revise your win total prediction and why. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with 86. I still think we can win the division, but like you said, this division is terrible. I saw a prediction or I saw some stats where the three bottom teams uh, before the Tigers got hot were all on pace for over 100 losses. So, 86. 
Perfect. 16 seconds. Great job. All right, Steve, tell me when you're okay. ready. And go. Uh, I think I'm going to go <sighs> 83 wins. This reeks to me a lot like the years of like uh, 2014 and 15 before they put it all together. Um, and they and they kind of had to fail for a little bit and be around 500. So I'm going to go like 83. Just made it. 19.96. I had 19.5. Oh, oh, you did? That is, I think that's the closest we've ever gotten. That is the closest. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Babs, that's right. the record. I'll give we got to see count. if somebody can beat that. If somebody can get it to like, we got to oh get God. somebody to that go 19.9. So stressful. <laughs> so stressful. All right. Babs, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Go. Uh, 84 wins. I think they can win the division with 84 wins, though, because it's that bad. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, we saw way more regression than we thought, but the positives, lots of young, great pitching. And I think we're going to get like a Rokio Bo Naylor and, uh, 84. 18. Okay. Nice. I got nervous that I, I went over. I, I thought, I thought you were about to say, yeah, I, I thought, thought you were about to say like, yeah. One more thing. I was just like, I was like, like oh, that's done. <laughs> yeah. You got, yeah, you cut it off. Uh, you, right. you said something okay. before before you before this trivia question. You did say something that I we should discuss again, not today, but uh, re- regression. I, I, I think maybe yes. we might have been overlooking some regression. Um, well, and I think the, the next couple of weeks, I think the next couple of weeks are going to be really telling. Is this is this a regression? Was there a, yeah. was there a little bit of a lull or or um. I just think we're going to have more clarity, I guess, is my point. Yeah. All right. What's that trivia question? Okay. <clears throat> this pitcher threw only one pitch, but had a two war. Name that pitcher. I know this one. It's my boy. Oh, I don't know. De Los Santos. Oh. oh. No, I mean Zip. career. Oh, career. oh, career! Oh, career! I thought you meant like not, a game, not for the guardian, like not for Cleveland. yeah, not for the. Oh, Guardians never mind. Well. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. career. Okay, well then, okay. He threw one pitch, huh? Yeah. This. Wait, wait. Say that question more. again. Yeah, this pitcher threw one pitch in a major league stadium and had a two war pitcher. So this isn't like a position player coming in to pitch. No. Mm. I really thought it was that De Los Santos pickoff move at Yankee against the Yankees when they threw the one pitch for the two outs. That was oh, that was awesome. That got me jacked. <laughs> yeah, you um, love that. I'll give you a hint. It happened at Yankee Stadium. It did. Oh, yeah. His pitch <sighs> happened at Yankee Stadium. It's got to be like a triple play or something. Hmm. An unassisted triple play by a pitcher? <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> I don't know how else you can get Adam Miller. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys I don't know. give up? I do, yeah. Yeah. It was it was George W. Bush. Dude, I was gonna say that what? as a joke. <laughs> I saw someone post it and I was like, that's amazing. It's a great stat. 
Dude, I was gonna put. I was going to say that as a joke. I cannot believe I didn't throw it out. I there. wish you would have been incredible. <laughs> I was gonna say George Bush just for the element to be like, oh, I don't know, was it George Bush's first pitch? Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> he had a two war. I that's beautiful. I get it. That's that's wonderful. That's, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that 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 also went over my head for a second there. Oh man, that's dude. We've, what we need to what we need to do is find a list of all every guy who's ever pitched in MLB history who has a career nine eleven ERA. <laughs> oh my gosh. that's actually probably pretty sortable. I would guess. I was gonna say, that's oh like, yeah, that's that's I'm that's sure. Like, like, yeah. That's like fifteen minutes on Baseball Reference, and you've got that. <laughs> Come on, I'm gonna not look, even. That's my new. I'm gonna That's your new uh, card my, collection right there, buddy. Your, your oh yes! Oh my god! You That's thought my, you thought the Grim Reaper collection was? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you thought that was the hijacking collection. Oh gosh! I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack these babies. Yeah, yes. instead of cop these cards. Yeah, seems <laughs> about to get canceled. Oh my yes. god! That's my homework for next week: is to find the career 9/11 pitchers. <laughs> please, but yeah, please bust them out for us. I will. I will. I'll, I'll have an update for everybody um, next week. <laughs> That's a great trivia question. Oh, God. All right. Um, well, we've bitched and, bitched and moaned for about an hour. We're going to do it again next week if uh, <laughs> things keep going this way. So join us in the bitching and moaning again next week and uh, catch us on social to bitch and moan some more at, Reve- or, Revenge, uh, at a Cow Penal Pod. And uh, we'll do this all again next week. <laughs>